Peace and love to you and yours. I am Brandon, a.k.a. Shallow in the Deep, bringing you another episode of The Garden Podcast, where we nurture the roots, plant the seed, and work through the fertilizer of life, because at the end of the day, we're all dealing with some shit. Let's grow together. What's up, guys? Uh, So before I get into the episode, um, I just wanted to to put out a disclaimer. So I am in no way, shape, or form a medical professional or a mental health expert or an expert of any kind. Um, I don't have any licenses or degrees or anything of that nature in this field. I just happen to be an individual who has been through some shit, has seen some shit. So everything that I say on this podcast, unless I state a source, if it's like statistics or something like that, everything that I say is purely from my own opinion or my own feelings based on my own experiences. So take everything I say with a grain of salt. Um... I don't want anyone to take my words or anyone that I have on the podcast that isn't a medical professional. I don't want anyone to take our words as gospel. Um, So some people have asked if I'm going to be giving advice on the podcast. No, I will not. Um, Unless it's directly to one of my close personal friends who is in the room with me that we're we're speaking face to face. Um, But even then. Um, I can't give any advice or anything because I'm not licensed and everything. And, uh, the last thing I need or anyone needs is someone to take my advice or someone else's advice. And, you know, God forbid something happens. That's a liability thing. Those are murky waters. So I won't be going near that. All I can do is speak on my own experiences and, you know, hope that someone can relate my sole purpose of this podcast is to to I guess bridge the gap so to speak to broaden the community uh, surrounding mental health because there are many of us especially people of color that deal with these things on a daily basis and so my hope is just to remove some of the stigma surrounding mental health and all the things that come with it so Hopefully someone out there knows that they are not alone in their thinking. I want other people to know that they're not crazy for feeling or thinking the things that they do. So that's really it. That's really it at the end of the day to, you know, broaden this community and just provide a space where, you know, friends and loved ones can come and vent their issues or or provide some kind of insight because maybe someone will benefit from it. Um, so I also wanted to, you know, give like a little update. I'm restructuring the podcast. I'm still going to have, you know, my regular episodes with the squad. A lot of people love when I have members of the squad on the podcast, but I'm, my goal is to have a bit more structure. So with that, I'm doing a new segment 
called the Dropping Seeds segment. It's going to be a short 15 to 20 minute conversation. Usually it'll be just me. Maybe I have someone else on, but there, there won't be more than one other person. Um, with that, it'll just be, you know, one topic. What the topic of the day or the week or whatever, something that I may have thought of or that someone has presented to me that they want me to discuss or, you know, just something that you should keep in mind. Um, Usually it'll tie into something going on in the world. So, um, yeah, Uh, this is my is the first one, the first dropping seed segment. And I hope you guys enjoy. Okay, so diving right in. Uh, this week's dropping seed segment is about depression, namely mind depression. So, um, not too long ago, I was asked what my depression feels like. Um, and I went on a Twitter rant of sorts explaining it. Um, the way I came to this analogy was mainly through therapy. Um, and I felt like it it describes it pretty pretty on the nose as far as like what my depression feels like to me. Or at least what it may sometimes feel like. So uh to put it simply, my depression feels like and just this is how it feels and how I process it, right? So my depression is like sitting in a room that is slowly burning. Now, usually the room is fine, right? Then there's some kind of spark, some kind of trigger that sets something on fire in the room. Usually, it's far away. It's a pretty big room. It's far enough away that I don't, sometimes I don't notice it right away, right? So this is what happens when I enter a depressive episode. There's a trigger and sometimes I don't pick up on it. I don't, I don't recognize that something has happened and things are not okay, right? So I'm in this room. And something is burning. And over time, the fire gets bigger. Big enough for me to actually see it. But it's still far enough away that it's not that pressing of a matter, right? So, oftentimes what happens is I ignore it. Because for all intents and purposes, the room itself is still fine. Then slowly but surely that fire grows and the room gets hotter. Of course, the flames get closer. Now, when this happens, that's when I recognize, oh no, something isn't right. Can't put my finger on it exactly, but I feel different. Something is off. So. I still at this point don't necessarily do anything in most most cases. 
I still don't do anything because I recognize hmm, something doesn't feel right. But even then, it's not pressing enough for me to panic or to do anything. Because in my mind, I always think, eh, well, I felt worse. So, which is which is a terrible mentality to have. But um, as the fire grows, right? Mind you, there's no windows in this room. There is just one door. One old heavy door. It's not locked, but because it's old, because it's heavy, it takes some effort to get through. So as the flames grow and continue to, you know, envelop the room, then I notice, hmm, it's a bit, it's a bit hot in here. But for the most part, it's kind of like that, that meme, that gif of the dog sitting in a burning room and he takes a sip of tea or something and he goes, this is fine. That's what it feels like because that's the way I am. The majority of the time I'll say, eh, this is fine. It's, it's not that big a deal. So the flames keep growing. Then I can't breathe. It's messing with my asthma. And it's pushing me closer and closer to the door. Now, the door, I guess, could symbolize whatever work is needed to be done to, to get out of that depressive episode. <clears throat> because I know it's a lot of work. I want to avoid it. So I don't, I don't want to do the work, right? But over time, the fires get to be too much to handle and it pushes me closer and closer to the door. So I finally get to the door and now, now there's a sense of urgency. But when I go to the door and I grab the handle, naturally it's hot. So now my hand is burned. So my natural reaction is to go, oh, fuck that. I guess I'll just stay here. Because in my depressed mind, I've made the minimal effort and it took everything out of me and I got hurt for it. So I might as well stay. So I sit there, pro, you know, I sit there in this burning room. My lungs are getting worse. Now my, you know, my clothes may be singed. I may have some burns on me. My vision is fucked up because this room is filled with flames and smoke. Now panic sets in. Then the sense of urgency sets in. It's it's a matter of, okay, I got to get the fuck out of here. So that's when the effort comes. And I'm pushing against the door. Now, some may ask, well, why isn't, why isn't there someone there to help you? Because they're all outside of the door. They're all outside of this realm. So they exist outside of this realm, right? They are just on the other side of the door. And 
If they've been knocking on the door or trying to help me, I don't hear it. Now, that's not to say that they're not there, right? So, I'm pushing on the door, shoving against the door. All the while, because I'm still in this room, my strength is weakening. Because that's what depression does for me. It drains me. Usually with my depression, I get... It happens one of two ways. I either don't sleep at all, or I sleep a lot. Sometimes it's back to back. I don't sleep at all, then I get sick, and then I sleep endlessly. And I'm very lethargic when I'm when I'm depressed. Don't want to do anything. My motivation is non-existent, right? So, picture I'm in this room. Flames are engulfing me, pretty much. So... There's no energy there, and doing doing the simplest of tasks is a struggle, right? So, still trying to get out of the room, but I have less energy to do it. And it always seems like at the very, very absolute last second, I burst through the door. Um, now... Getting through the door, getting out of the room, is not the end of the depressive episode. It's close to the end, but usually there's some there's some residual damage there. You know, there's some things I have to assess. I have to catch my breath. Maybe I need oxygen. I have to deal with these burns, you know. I have to tend to my wounds. Now, in this scenario, tending to my wounds and getting oxygen and everything else, that's where therapy comes in. Therapy and meditation are two big things for me. Those are the, the, uh, that's the first aid care. Once I make it out of the room. Once I've done my first aid care. Once I've patched myself up, now I'm better equipped and I'm better suited to address this still burning room. I can address the the bullshit that is behind me, right? So I do therapy. I do my meditation. I write my poetry. I record this podcast. I do any number of things that represent first aid care self-care right then I'm equipped to put out the fire that is this depressive episode now once that is done there's still work to be done now I have to go in and assess the damage I have to go and not only find what caused that spark what was that trigger I also have to look at the damage done, you know, with de- with depressive episodes or depression as a whole, sometimes things are damaged. Sometimes relationships are severed, your ties to people, to things are severed, relationships suffer, whether romantic or friends or, or otherwise, um, sometimes your health falters. Sometimes, you know, there's some damage internally or externally. Some people, 
uh, they self-harm. Um, I'm, I'm not one of those people. Um, no judgment to anyone out there who might be. But once the clarity comes back and once, you know, they're doing the self-care, they have to address these damages, right? They have to do what they can to nurse themselves and, and to fix whatever went wrong or whatever broke. Now, not everything is salvageable. Not everything can be fixed. Um, I had several relationships with people that suffered from my depression. Some I was able to save over time. Some I, w- I was not. Uh, my relationships with some of my friends or acquaintances suffered. Uh, even small casualties like certain songs I can't listen to anymore. Um, it could be anything. It could be an, an, any number of things, right? So... I go and I assess the damage in the room. I fix what I can. I save what I can. And whatever I can't, I keep the memory of it so that I can make something new in that image. Something better. Right? So, with that, I also figure out what was the trigger point? What set this whole blaze? From there, I can fortify that room. I can rebuild. I can protect myself so that if another trigger happens, I'm prepared for it. Right? Um, It's all about preparation. Every depressive episode and just living with depression and anxiety... It's all a learning experience, at least for me. That's the way I treat it. I learn more about myself. I learn more about how I respond to certain things. So that way I can better pinpoint what my triggers are. And then I can take preventative measures before things get out of hand. For example, um, my anxiety gets really bad sometimes in crowds. Now, I can pinpoint when I feel it coming. And if I need to take a moment away, if I need to step away or kind of just do a little bit of, you know, just retreat into myself a little bit, do some meditation real quick, I do what I need to do. With my depression, that's a bit trickier because although I have watched this room burn many times and I've fortified it, you know, different ways and salvaged what I can and fixed what I can and got rid of what I couldn't, something new happens. Something new comes into play that I did not consider before. However, I'm getting better at it. And that is the key. You may not have all of the answers. You may not have figured out what your triggers are or how to stop them before they happen or to cut the depressive episode short. But think back to a time when you didn't even realize that you had triggers get me so for me the room represents 
I, I suppose my consciousness, my my being, right? That spark that sets things ablaze is whatever triggers me. Perfect example. Oh, I saw. I apologies. I probably should have given a trigger warning. I should always do that with with this podcast, um, but especially now because I want to speak on something that happened recently. Uh, when Mac Miller died, that was a big trigger for me. I hadn't had a depressive episode in such a long time, but when it happened, I happened to be on social media and that's how I found out. And oftentimes social media can be a huge trigger, especially for people of color, especially for black people. We see so much, you know, trauma on social media. We see black death. We see all of these traumatic things and it it messes with us. It affects us. Um, so when, when Mac Miller died, that was a big trigger for me. That was very bad. And I, because I didn't expect it to be so bad and I wasn't prepared. It's essentially like getting caught slipping. But what pulled me out of it much sooner than I expected was my loved ones. There were people checking on me. So it was almost like still in the room, still in the burning room, but I got a fire extinguisher now. I got a couple of them. I got some water. I have, you know, dirt to throw on the fire, whatever. I have all of these things at my disposal so that I'm prepared. Um, wow. Sorry. I just had a, had a flashback to that, to that time when I found out. Um, but yeah, so, you know, a few years ago, I wouldn't have been able to, uh, to assess what my triggers were, or I didn't even know that I had triggers. So everything is a learning curve. Everything is a learning experience. So, you know, when you're fighting, when you're fighting in a game and you first come up against the boss, you lose badly, but you keep playing. So when you come to the boss again, you learn what works and what doesn't. And you keep playing. You might you might take a bunch of L's, but you keep playing until you can get the W. And all the while, you're learning what works and what does not work. So with managing depression and and anxiety and learning, you know, everything about yourself, you learn what works. You learn what doesn't work. So each learning experience, that's a win. Because you get back up to fight again. My depression is this this burning room. Sometimes it's a it's a dark pit. It hasn't been a dark pit in a while. But with learning what it is and learning how to assess it and you know what to do, I get better. I get better at fighting it. I get better at my preventative measures so that my depressive episode maybe still happens, but it doesn't last as long. So, if I could leave you with anything, it is that everything is a learning experience. Learn about yourself. Also, yes, it is all in your mind 
but that doesn't make it any less real. Your concerns, your feelings, all of that is valid. Your mental health matters above all else. And also, just I, I just want to reiterate this. Everyone has their own journey. You may look at me or someone else you know who also deals with, you know, some mental health issues, and you may see their progress and you may question why why am I not at that point? Well, if they can do it, why can't I? Every flower grows at a different pace. Maybe this isn't your growing season. Maybe you need a little bit more rain, some sunshine, you know. This garden is a process. And your time will come. So, just keep pushing. Don't give up. Keep working. And if at any time you need help, just ask. You are not alone. You are not by yourself in this. You got a team ready and willing to help at any time. And for anyone out there who I might not even know, I'm on your side. So let's keep pushing. Let's keep growing. Let's keep working. Let's all bloom together.